أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. Welcome back to Living the Quran through the Living Quran. In this particular series, we've been going over chapter number thirty-six, Surah Yasin, the heart of the Quran. And up to this point, we've reached the uh, story of the people who were given multiple messengers. The messengers came to them. They brought messages from God. The people of the town, as has been a normal tradition in many um, societies and many stories in the Quran, decided to deny, decided to reject these messengers of God, and so now the challenge becomes uh, more open. And we now we will begin to see what is the reaction of the people, and what are these messengers? How will they react to the negative reception that they have gotten from the people of this town? In this session, as we review verse number eighteen and number nineteen, let us see what the response was to these people, of these people rather, to the messengers, and how the messengers also replied to them. Before we go into the commentary and the points to derive, let us have a listen to the Arabic and then the English translation, and we'll come back and have a brief synopsis of the dialogue and discussion that took place between these two groups of individuals: the disbelievers on one hand, and the messengers of God on the other hand. Allah says the following in Surah Yasin. <laughs> لَئِن لَّمْ تَنْتَهُوا لَنَرْجُمَنَّكُمْ وَلَيَمَسَّنَّكُم مِّنَّا عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ قَالُوا طَائِرُكُم مَّعَكُمْ they, the people of the town, said, We augur ill from you, for we are always seized with one calamity or the other after your advent. If you do not give it your preaching over, we will certainly excommunicate you, and a painful punishment shall befall you at our hands. They, the prophets sent to the town, said, Your ills are of your own making. Do you say all of this because you have been admonished? Nay, but the real thing is that you are a pack of transgressors. What ended up happening here that the people spoke like this to the messengers of God? Well, it seems from when we read the commentary, and this is alluded to by Sheikh Masin Karaati and Tafsir Nur, which is what we're basing this video series upon, is that when these messengers came to the town and the people began to reject and openly uh, reject their message, that some bad things began to happen in the society. Now, he doesn't mention what those things were, um, but certain things were happening and the disbelievers felt, well, these prophets actually, that they have brought bad luck onto our town. They said that things are running smoothly until you got here. Now that you're here, all of this bad luck and misfortune is happening to us. And so in the very first verse that we're reviewing, they basically told the messengers of God that it's because of you that all of this bad fortune has happened to us. And if you don't get out of town, if you don't leave, we're going to basically do something evil and nasty to you. The, the messengers turned around and said that your, this bad fortune, bad luck that you're having is nothing to do with us. Rather that this is what you have brought on by your own selves. And so Sheikh Karati speaks about in the commentary the fact that belief in bad luck, bad omens, which is not only something in the past that people used to believe in, 
but even something today. And just to give you my own personal example, is that even in today's you know, modern age of the 21st century, in many countries in the, in the developed, so-called developed world, in Western countries, if you go to buildings, high-rises, you'll many times see that there is no 13th floor in the building. We have superstitions that if you break a mirror, it's seven years of bad luck. We have superstitions where if a black cat crosses your path, you know that there's bad luck, something bad will happen. We have a superstition not to walk under a ladder. We have superstitions not to open an umbrella inside the house. These are all superstitions. And actually, according to the commentary, such superstitions are nothing but shirk, are nothing but polytheism, are nothing but denial of God. Right? And we see that, you know, as the commentator mentions, that these sorts of superstitions actually are, uh, are something which take us away from God. They're not, you know, they have no logic, no basis to them. And so as the commentator mentions, that if a person has these superstitious beliefs, the way to make penitence, the kafara, the penalty, the way to ask God for forgiveness of having such erroneous beliefs, is to have tawakkul or complete trust and reliance on God. Because it's one thing to, you know, and when we look at it in the, in the context of the story, it's one thing for somebody to believe that something can cause bad luck, like a ladder, like an umbrella, like a broken mirror. That's at one level, but we look in this story, these people of the town were taken to another extreme, in that they were saying these men of God, these three messengers who have come to them, that is because of them, of these sacred personalities, these saints of God, that all of this bad luck has been brought to their town. And so we see that their thoughts were nothing but superstitious, erroneous beliefs. What was happening to them was nothing but their own doing. They can, they can never blame God or these men of God. And so in our lives, we also have to realize that to believe in superstitions like this or whatever our own culture teaches us is nothing but erroneous, it's nothing but false, and according to the hadith, is a form of polytheism, a form of disbelief in God. As we go to the takeaway points and things that we can learn, one of the first things is that when it comes to superstitious beliefs, there needs to be a strong hand taken against such uh, practices or thoughts within the community. That we can never allow superstitious, false beliefs to creep up and to permeate and to manifest themselves within our communities and our societies. That this actually can lead to the downfall and the destruction of that particular faith community. Another point to keep in mind at a practical level is that asking others to look into our future, to see what will happen, to see you know, what may transpire, is also a form of what was done in the days of ignorance, the days preceding Islam. And that is something which is frowned upon, if not prohibited, in the religion of Islam. And that we also, in today's day and age, need to keep away from all forms of fortune-telling and all of these things that are even present today in many different communities and societies around the world. Another point we see is that when it comes to the belligerent disbelievers, those who are openly antagonistic against the words of God and the words of Islam in particular, when they are faced with wisdom, with the truth, with a clear message, and they know they can't debate, they can't argue it, they can't reason with, their, with, with that wisdom and truth, is that they result, resort to accusations, they resort to attacks, they resort to threatening to destroy the other individual. Because they can't come and debate logically one-to-one, -one. they threaten them with death, they intimidate them with threats of you know, physical violence and attacks. This was seen at the time of Surah Yasin, where this, where this story was being taught to the Prophet. It happened at the time of the uh, 
people who were going to this town, and this is also something which even continues in today's day and age. And last but not least, the final point to derive is that the role of the prophets of God and of those who are working today, striving to bring people closer to God, is to awaken the innate nature, the fitra, to bring people out of a state of heedlessness, out of ghafla, and into the light of the teachings of the Qur'an, and obviously into the teachings of Muhammad and Ali Muhammad. May God's peace and blessings be upon all of them. We close in this session of Surah Yasin and ask God to give us the ability to keep away from superstitious beliefs and to fully devote ourselves to God and to the message of the Quran. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.